Welcome to episode 111 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies, plus tips, apps, and gear. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg. My co-host, Warren Sklar, is off this week, but I have a great guest this week, first-time guest, Mr. Davis Knight. How are you doing, Davis? Hey, everyone. I'm doing great, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled and honored to step in when necessary. Oh, no, it wasn't a step in. We wanted to come here. You know, I always try to bring on some guests here and uh, we wanted to, went to, that never changes. So, and then we're always trying to give some a variety of different perspectives of what goes on in the iOS and iPhone world. Um, and uh, we will, uh, what we'll talk about tonight is I'm going get, get to get get to know you a little better, get everybody, have everybody else get to know you a little bit as well. And sure. then we got lots of new stories, always exciting things going on in the news, uh, including, uh, I haven't checked Apple stock. Uh, yeah, it's at $460 a share after the close as we record this, which is, uh, just pretty amazing. Uh, and, uh, got some good topics and some tips and yeah, we'll, we'll just dig right into that. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I want to find out a little bit more about, more about you, Davis, um, we, you and I met actually at uh, Suburban Chicago Apple Users, SCAU. That's the, uh, the Apple user group that I am been the president of for almost over 11 years now. And uh, you just recently just t- took over f- uh, f- as our program's uh, team leader, which is great. I, we're going to have some lot great programs for our group. And uh, and good thing is you have a lot of great things with, um, with technology and, and iOS. And I guess first thing I'll ask you is uh, – what are the devices you have? You have you, you definitely have an iPhone, I know. And uh, what other things do you have? I have virtually everything. We are an all Apple household. Okay. Uh, we, we Google and a couple of Android devices have snuck their way in, but it's probably only because Apple does not play in that market. But we have everything from multiple iPads, iPhones, Apple Watches, uh, iMacs. So we, we are we are a full Apple household all in, and I am a huge Apple fan and evangelist, and uh, just love the, love the products, love the company, love the culture. I couldn't tell what the shirt you're wearing, but the, no, the, not at all, not at all. Got to get his Apple shirt on. <laughs> Curtis, um, courtesy of Jeff, yes, yeah, uh, our, our our friend Jeff Shiley, um, and um, so you uh, uh and. Where uh, you were actually a chef by trade, so that that's yes. kind of different as far as uh, being involved with technology. But obviously, you you are passionate with technology as well as uh, passionate about cooking and being a chef. I uh, yes, I was a huge proponent of integrating technology into the kitchen. Believe it or not, um, transforming the back office operations and the the literally the kitchen line operations from old paper and just yelling and screaming across the kitchen to putting in uh, point of sale systems and monitors and terminals and really streamlining that process. So I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of that and, and really excited because it, it, it really does help streamline the process and the ability to get food out faster. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, you know, I, I, I've often said if I wasn't in food service or food related businesses in some way, I would be working for Apple if, if they would have me. So I, you know, you trend, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you want to be working for Apple. I mean, as much as it's a, how great of a company is, I mean, you work on some demanding hours, and they don't pay so well, especially unless you get in the out in the out in Silicon Valley. <laughs> well, you know, you know what's interesting about that, though. I will tell you that I, I've had this conversation with a number of people. When I say that I'm a huge Apple fan, most people go, "Oh, you just like the technology, you just like the phone," and that's very true. I do like all all of their products, the design. But I'm also a huge fan of the culture. I mean, I, I do know some people that work for Apple. I've read a lot about the company uh, and, and everything that I know about them. I, I'm just a huge supporter of what they've done. And, and their story continues to motivate me to this day. And I just, you know, it, it's just, they're, they're just fantastic. So, so much so, you, uh, you, you, start, you just started a new podcast not too long ago, which is exciting. And we're gonna catch, I actually have a topic of talking about uh, podcasting a little bit uh, later in the show, but uh uh, what's what what's the uh, podcast? Well, the the podcast is Diabetic Savvy, the podcast edition. Uh, the short story of of a little bit about me. I left the food service industry after ten years of running uh, both the operations and the food service side um, with a huge national company. Um, after I was diagnosed with diabetes in 2018, and it it because I was so intimately involved with food, there was an immediate 
awareness of just how little food and culinary education there is out there for the diabetic community. And because I have such a huge love of technology, I decided to step away from my career and start up a website and a podcast and a YouTube channel that really helped empower and and motivate the diabetic community from a food perspective. And we're really proud of what we're doing. Awesome. All right. Let's, uh, so like I said, we'll talk about podcasting here a little bit. I thought it'd be a good topic, uh, uh, as uh, how we how we consume our our podcasts on our uh, our iOS devices. So, um, but uh, let's go right into the news this week. Uh, the first story caught my eye was uh, this is uh, Mac Room is always my always my favorite place to find uh, uh, good news. Um, uh, Apple Watch and iPad launching in September, and an iPhone 12 event to take place in October. Um, so Apple did confirm last month that uh, the iPhone 12 was going to be delayed. And I know everybody was very sad about that. And, you know, I would be be ready to go uh, turn in my 11 Pro Max here like next month too to uh, update it. But uh, they're saying the uh, leaker, John Prosser, who's always pretty solid about uh, about uh, uh, Apple's plans. Uh, so they're, they're talking about the Apple, a new Apple Watch, which we were kind of expecting. It's the uh, going to probably be the Series 6. We're on the Series 5 now. Um, and, um, they're looking to that to be released in the beginning of September and, uh, there will be a new iPad. So I might be curious and curious to see where that goes. Cause we just had new iPads last year and the iPads that are out now are just phenomenal, uh, with power. But, uh, I think with Apple Silicon and that, that coming on, I bet they're going to just keep cranking away with uh, the iPad, uh, as far as, uh, the processor, wouldn't you think on that, that piece? <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I think this announcement is not really anything earth shattering. I mean, no. Apple has precedent before of, of launching new products and the phone specifically in October. I, I think what makes this year harder is that because of quarantine and everything that we're dealing with, these kind of events are really a, a, just, they're great news in there and we anticipate right. them so much. So I, I think that's really exciting. Um, you know, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that they would launch a few, you know, for lack of a better word, press release products in September to keep that schedule going. Um, and then really ramp up the big product, you know, the iPhone launch in October because it's, they have to do it before the holiday season. I think that makes sense from a business perspective, but um, yep. you know, if nothing else, I think with, with everything going on with the stock and everything else, I think this would just increase anticipation for the unit. And I'm real excited about it. Oh yeah, for sure. So iPhone devices, interesting how this is going to pan out from what they're saying. I guess I remember all this is all rumor. So uh, the uh, pre-orders would happen in October for the tw- the iOS 12, dev- uh, iPhone 12 devices. But then the iPhone 12 Pro, which I would be more interested in, uh, won't be shipped. They're saying potential shipping not until November, which is, you know, this is, that's really late for, for Apple yep. when it comes to iPhones. Usually, That's so, cutting it close, yeah. Uh, again, it's all rumor. We'll see what happens, but always find it interesting to talk about um, and, 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 when, and then ending up what happens. But he's been pretty solid in what he predicts. Uh, John Prosser. So, uh, I, I love John. I, I love, I love his style. I think he's absolutely hysterical. He's, he's yeah. got a really great tracker record recently. I mean, and, and he's really, especially over the last few months, yep. really solidified himself as a dependable rumor generator or rumor confirmer for lack of a better word or predictor of what's going on with Apple. So, you know, I'm sad to see the delay. We'll see if, if, if it really comes true, but, uh, I'll yeah. be, I'll be holding on with bated breath regardless. Yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, Apple's uh, prime equivalent, uh, Apple One, is going to release in October. Uh, the imminent announcement is going to be is following months of rumors about the Apple Prime, uh, basically what this is. This was an Ars Technica, but it was uh, actually quoted from Bloomberg. Uh, Apple plans to launch an all, all-in-one subscription bundle. Hallelujah. They, we've been asking yes. about that for a long time. In October, they're saying after months of rumors, uh, they are working on something. Uh, and... Uh, it's going to be like an Amazon prime like subscription bundle. So it'd be interesting to see where the costs are going to be in here. Uh, again, all speculation. They're not sure what it's going to be. Maybe they're going to wait and have it as part of Apple's, uh, as, as the release of iOS 14, I would anticipate iOS 14 will release, um, uh, sooner than later, but I'm hearing rumor now that iOS 14 may not release until October as well. So, uh, that's kind of throwing things off. So this year, this has been the most wackiest year, obviously with, with pandemic and, all the crazy stuff's been going on, so it's a fact. It's it's affecting everybody, but yeah, it, it is what it is. But they're saying there'll be there'll, there'll be multiple tiers and and uh, different definitely differences uh, based on an iPhone or an iPad. Uh, yeah, what yeah, 
you know, in fact, you post this article in our in our in our Suburban Chicago users community. So, what did you think about this? I, I'm excited about the bundle. I mean, as someone who literally subscribes to virtually everything, I think the only one that I bounce in and out of because I don't have time is Apple Arcade. I would love to be, <laughs> I would love yeah. to use it more, but for all the wrong reasons, you know. Um, but so I would love to see this. I mean, I think I think it's long overdue. And as Apple changes as an organization and they become more and more of a services company, yep. they've got to do something in order to continue to broaden the ecosystem. I mean, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, they're not just one thing anymore. Apple is an ecosystem and all of these changes have to work together. And I think a bundle reinforces that and it's going to make it a lot more yep. interesting from a financial perspective for growth. So I'm, well, I'm really excited about it. It's interesting because you got to think about all the services and and everything has been talked about with Apple's services when it comes to, to uh, comes to uh, uh, consuming and s- storing and lots of things that you ha- that you you want to do with your with your iPhone. Um, you know, you got Apple Music, you have Apple TV Plus. A lot of us are going to be coming off of that year free subscription on Apple TV Plus here pretty soon here. Um, but we'll talk about content there in a the minute. But and I keep every week it just it seems like there's more discussions about new stuff that Apple's uh, jumping in. I know Apple TV plus, I didn't even put that article in the Martin Scorsese signed a multi-year deal with Apple TV plus for movie commitments. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy how much, how much stuff is with Apple TV plus uh, news plus is, is, is uh, <clears throat> become real hot too. I have an article about uh, that in a minute here too, as well. And then Apple arcade, like you said, I'm not a gamer, so I tried it and I just I I opted out not to to continue on with that service. So so far, the first three I am a subscriber, uh, and then the fourth one, of course, is is iCloud. I mean, I would think that they could come up with maybe a a better better pricing bundle with iCloud because you know we're, it's crazy how much we pay for iCloud a month. Um, you know, I think two ninety nine a month. You want you get the uh, even I think ninety nine cents a month or something like that for the, the the fifty gig plan or, or twenty gig. I think it is. I remember off the top of my head, but. But then there's also another interesting thing that's unannounced called potentially a workout service called Apple Active. And there's been a lot of discussion that they're going after the Palatin uh, 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 workouts and, and such. So, you know, because that's such a hot thing right now. People just, you know, with the video and everything on the uh, – I'm saying that right, Palatin, right? Uh, is it? Peloton. Peloton, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, so, yeah, what do you think about all this? I, well, first of all, I, I think you're 100% right about the excitement and the anticipation over they have to do something with the bundle. Right. You know, iCloud is, a, it has a, just a particular kind of a beef with me just because I, I, you know, well, I know we pay more than we, more than the market really demands for the tiers. My problem really is the tiers, the, the tier structures, you go literally from 500 gigabytes to two terabytes. And I'm like, I need something right. in between. I, you know, yeah. so, you know, I, I'm going to be interested to see if that becomes more of an attractive because I have to use it, right? So if it becomes more attractive with the bundle. So I'm excited about that. I, I think, you know, the activity piece is something that's really interesting because it's just, it's moving more and more of that fitness and that health initiative that Apple has been working on for so many years, even further forward from renaming the activity app now to fitness, to going into this fitness tangent with the bundle services. And and it, I just, you know, it, they've got over 1 billion devices in people's yep. hands or in front of people's faces, why wouldn't they get into this? And with such a huge initiative with Apple Watch, I think it just makes it makes a lot of sense from a services perspective. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then um, uh, moving on, let's let's talk a little bit about the some of the other announcements that were made. Uh, uh, well, actually, again, rumor, it's still rumors, but they're, they're pretty solid here. Apple TV Plus potentially could get. A huge discount on Showtime and CBS All Access, which of course are both owned by the uh, CBS owns Showtime, so it's they're 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 pulling another bundle here. Uh, <laughs> this was in uh, Caldemac, and uh, Apple is reportedly working on a deal with Viacom CPS that will get Apple TV subscri- subscribers CBS All Access and Showtime content for less than half price. So you're paying, I think, six bucks a month for CBS, and I think you, know, you pay fourteen or fifteen dollars for Showtime. They're saying they're going to bundle both of them. Uh, for ten dollars a month, so uh, that that's uh, pretty aggressive uh, when it comes to the content. Um, I don't find, yeah, I, and and like the, like a quoting in the in the article here, CBS All Access has really been called the Star Trek can't channel because that's mm-hmm. really the only reason why I think <laughs> a lot of people subscribe to it. You know, when 
I mean, I know the Star Trek cartoons coming out soon doesn't excite me, uh, but when Discovery comes back out, I'll probably go back and subscribe again because I and, and they have to know that that's what people do. I mean, and the same thing happened with Disney Plus, and Disney Plus pulled their their trial when Hamilton came out because uh, they knew where people were going to jump on it for 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 the for the trial and then watch Hamilton and be done with it. So it's an uh, uh-uh. you want to see it, you got to get a subscription and at least pay for a month. So. What do you think? Say, oh, I agree completely. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I am all jazzed about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, but I can't. I've got so much subscription fatigue right. with all these different services, and they're getting worse and worse. In fact, I was just talking to my wife last night about Quibi, and there's some series I want to see on there. And one yeah. more thing, it's like I just can't, I can't justify paying for all of this. So, it, it there's got to be some sort of more aggressive pricing for all these services if they expect people to just to, to continue to buy them. And when you think about Disney plus, you know, they, they own Hulu and they own ESPN and they've really sort of pushed the market forward with regards to bundle pricing, right. because I was, I was a Hulu subscriber before Disney plus came out. And the minute Disney plus was launching, I was immediately barraged with all of this competitive pricing. Right. Absolutely. So it's par for the course. And, We'll see where it goes, but I think I think at the end of the day, what more and more people want is a one is one place for everything. And if Apple TV Plus can be that and arrange these deals, it's better for everybody. Hopefully, absolutely. Um, next story: This is a Mac Rumors. Uh, Wall Street Journal is going to stick with Apple News uh, Plus because it brings quote genuinely different audience. Um, the Wall Street Journal has been one of the few newspaper publications to participate in Apple News Plus. Um, according to the statements that were from the company CEO, uh, Robert Thompson, uh, the Wall Street Journal has no plans to end its pl- partnership because there's some bitterness with uh, the New York Times, who mm-hmm. want no part of Apple <laughs> Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, but, you know, Wall Street Journal is smart. I mean, I think the way they went about it was they, they, they put their content there, but you got to dig, you got to find it. It's not, it's not going to be as easy as being a, a full out wall street journal subscriber. Like I like to read things that, that Joanna Stern writes all the time. The, the technology writer for the wall street journal. Um, and she, I follow her on Twitter and you know, I could usually get to see everything that she's, that she writes. Um, but you know, it takes a little dig and try to find it. But, um, I think they're smart because the contents there just the way, cause the way news plus is curated. Um, so smart move on wall street journal. What do you think? Well, I, I think there's three points that I, I think are really important about the story. And one is this reminds me a lot of the music story some years ago with iTunes. You know, right. there's this resistance of this old school industry that doesn't think they need Apple and doesn't want to change with the times. And Apple's paving the way along with other organizations. Everything is going digital. And you cannot argue with the amount of devices Apple has out there in people's hands. And if you want to reach that audience, digital is the way to go. It's just, yeah. it, you, you just, you get, so that's the first thing. Second thing is, I think you're, you're absolutely right. The Wall Street Journal and other similar industries and publishers have to figure out how to get in front of a different audience, one that doesn't read yep. advertising, they don't read a newspaper, and this is the way to do it. And, and they've got to rethink their model. And, you know, I, I, genuinely different audience to me really means younger millennials. You know, that that's really what, the, what kind of comes to me about that. And, and they're a very different audience when it comes to reading. And if you expect to be relevant, you've got to figure out how to adapt to that medium and that platform. I think, I I think that at the end of the day, you know, I, I I pretty much read 90% of my news through Apple, Apple news. Uh, Once in a while I go to Flipboard, but pretty much everything um, is, um, is Apple news now. And, um, you know, I think we, we were, I think we were going to talk about this a little bit later, but now they're even expanding that Apple News platform to even include audio. So it's almost like it's this hybrid of news yeah. and podcasting. So it's it's really interesting to see what's happening. And I think these older, long-established industries ha- and publishers have to get on board if they expect to survive. Yeah, we we talked about that a few weeks a few weeks ago on the show when that was that was announced. I, actually, when iOS thirteen six came out, that's when it, it that's mm-hmm. when it was released in the Apple News Plus uh, audio. Um, Have you listened? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it it's it's great, and you and you it's get really the, good. And they've got some great curators, and they've got some. Uh, 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 they do their daily podcasts, and it's like eight or nine short minutes of, of just getting a news recap, uh, what's going on in the morning, and it's just like your your fresh way of listening to news. Um, and then the same thing with uh, being able, it reads articles from different magazines, anything from Vanity Fair to. 
uh, Esquire to you know some other magazines, uh, New York Times Magazine. No, I won't do that one because New York Times is in there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the uh, uh, yeah, some of some of the magazines are out there. Some articles, uh, the Atlantic, those kind of things. Um, so uh, so yeah, that, it, it's neat that to be, to, you want to be able to you know be, maybe you're in your car. Not too many of us are commuting lately, but uh, uh, but just if you want to be able to listen to a, uh, to a story as opposed to having to read it. Um, you can, of course, do that with the, the synthesized voice, but they actually have curated readers that read these these stories, which is great. I just started listening to it, and I was really pleasantly surprised. Okay. I uh, I listened to a couple of podcasts like the Daily 202 from the Washington Post, and I, I really like that sort of daily briefing, 10, 15 minutes tops. Of, Here's what are the top stories are. Here are the discussion points. And the fact that Apple is trying to capture that that market in a way that that really is you know, that's, this is what people, this is how people want to consume news now. You know, they want to, they do it semi-passively, but they want to do it with doing other things. And I think, I think they're right to do it. And I'm excited that they're leveraging all of that work they did with um, Apple music and all of that talent. And, you know, I mean, all of this is laying the groundwork for some really great things coming. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, So uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, a little bit of uh, updates this week. Uh, actually, Apple released uh, iOS 13.6.1, which fixed a storage issue and a green-tinted display on some some devices. It was a minor update, very small, minute. It was only, I think, at the most 110 megabytes, which is tiny, so it updated pretty quickly. Uh, but it does... Uh, uh, it does uh, uh, get rid of some of the unneeded system data that's stored on your on the device, especially when you're if you have a device that doesn't have a lot of storage. That's going to help you clean things up. Some thermal management issues uh, that caused uh, iPhone displays to exhibit a green tint, and they also fixed a bug about exposure notifications that was disabled by some some users so uh did you install it any any thoughts on that i did i did i mean i i really i did it for the storage issue i i don't think yeah. i have an issue with that because I'm, I'm not using anywhere near the I full don't capacity worry about it. i have phone. 256 so <laughs> yeah yeah um but i think what i think is what i thought was kind of interesting i think there was some things going on underneath the hood that they had to release this so soon to the latest you know platform release you know 14 so I, I think there's some other things, particularly some thermal things that probably, and some display things that were very front-facing fixes that had to be done. Um, so I, I, you know, I'll, I'll be surprised if there's any more releases before the big September or or now maybe October event. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be be uh, far-fetched to see if if it uh, actually does um, uh, do any. Uh, uh, do they do any other updates? But generally, these types of updates, the dot one, dot two, are only because they're supplemental. They have they have to do it because it's more so security uh, that that they're going to do it. Right. So, um, okay. And the uh, next story was also Mac rumors. Uh, Apple had now has now launched a music uh, beta website with iOS fourteen design, and the Listen Now tab repl- replaced the For You tab. And uh, Apple did recently uh, release, I don't know if you were aware of this, they, they relaunched an Apple Music beta website, to, but they, they didn't add the Listen Now tab that will replace that For You tab um, on the standard Apple Music website. Uh, Listen Now, same as For You, so it's just featured topics, usual user usage habits, all that stuff. Um, but no, it was interesting, glad to see that Apple Music did decide to, to really expand and not just be focused on just your iOS device or your Mac or, um, uh, or iPad, um, because anybody close to it, you can, there's actually an Apple music app for the Android too. So, um, so, uh, yeah, that's good. Good to see that they're continuing on the bringing uh, Apple music on the web as well. What'd you think? I, I, I love the idea. I think they need to be everywhere. My only concern is the, it seems to be a little bit fragmented. Uh, great, yeah. great. I'm sorry. Great example would be they launched the most listened playlist of you know on the website only and i remember it was it was at the beginning at the end of the year where you could download the playlist of your most listened songs over the past year and i know it was so incredibly hard to not only find that but also how do you integrate it with your ios ios devices on the website we finally got it to work but i so i think that's my only caution about this is as long as it's the same everywhere i think it's great uh, cause I would love to be able to have the flexibility of going just straight to the internet or online for those kinds of services when I want them. But if I can't get everything and it's a little disjointed, I would probably default to my device more often than I would go to the web. So, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, uh, next story, 
Also, Mac Rumors, uh, Apple was ordered to pay uh, Panoptis uh, $506 million for violating LTE patents. Apple needs to pay them some pocket change, $506 million for the willingness, the willing, the willfully infringing on the handful of patents related to 4G LTE technology. And a Texas jury uh, ruled today. Uh, so they said Apple did not prove that they, the, the patent claims were invalid and, you know, yada, yada, yada with all the legal stuff. Uh, it just seems like Apple just gets sued like every other day for things. Um, uh, I would not be surprised if they'll appeal this. Um, uh, as as it says right through the last <laughs> sentence of the article, uh, what do you think? Well, I, I mean, two points. One is Apple's a big target. First thing. Second thing is very much so. Um, Texas and and patent trolls. I mean, it's 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 it's, pre- it, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I'm I'm not absolving Apple of necessarily doing something wrong, but boy, if you want to win a, a case as a patent troll, Texas is the place to be. I mean, it's just. This isn't the first time this kind of thing has happened, so it's it's a little frustrating. And I, I think the other thing that that kind of worries me about this is that you've you know our patent system isn't really cut and dry. I mean, this these are standard essential patents, and if anybody wants to get in this business, whether it's Apple or not, there's got to be a better way of using these patents in in a, from a licensing agreement that's not quite so muddy, you know. Um, so I you know. I, I think what we you know what I wanted to do before we got on the show was I wanted to figure out exactly how long does it take Apple to make five hundred and six yeah. million, and it probably is less than thirty days. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll get past it. But, uh, but yeah, I just it's it's again with anything that they get sued for. I mean, it just it's all you know they they like the sensationalize uh, what what, what Apple happens. grabs headlines. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. The next story, uh, this was an iMore.com. Actually, uh, iPhone, the iPhone has a, has set a, a quarter two record for, uh, a, a U.S. as overall market declines. So, uh, this was actually a story in iMore. Uh, they, uh, uh, it, it looks like that this was, uh, from a, uh, company called, uh, Canalese, uh, that, uh, uh, does, uh, charts and such. And if you go to that site and actually is an interesting way to look at the numbers here, uh, the quarter two shipments for, uh, for, for 2020, Apple had 15 point to 15 million where Samsung was well far behind him at 7.4 million. So the market share went from uh, 47% for Apple and 23% for, for Samsung. Uh, you compare that to quarter two of 2019, it was a lot less. Uh, actually, uh, Samsung was flat and uh, Apple was uh, still at the 40% market share. So, but they got a 10% growth over, over the year over year. Um, so no surprise here for us being Apple fans, Apple iPhone fans. And, um, you know, what, what'd you think of this? I'm thrilled for it being an Apple fan. I, I think there's a, a lot of interesting bits to this story that are under the hood that we, we could probably spend, you know, a whole show just talking about why this possibly is. Yeah. But, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, this is really a testament to the quality workmanship and dependability of Apple products. I mean, when you buy an Apple product, you're buying something right. that is going to last you a heck of a long, lot longer than their competitors. I mean, it's in both, both from a retail value perspective, but also a performance perspective. And I think that at, at times like this, you know, you're you're spending more money up front, but it's cheaper over time, and uh, and I'm just I'm real excited. It's great for Apple. It's it, it it's it's great, you know. And and hopefully it'll make you know their competitors, namely Android, make better quality phones. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's what that's the, really the goal of it is. You want you want to, you want competition. Mm-hmm. Apple can't be the end all be all. Uh, you know, Samsung. Hey, you you guys need to come up with some some devices that are going to compete with uh, with the mm-hmm. iPhone. Because yeah, you 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 can't expect there. There's plenty of people who love Android, and that's fine. Um, and it it's it just you got to have competition or to, to keep to keep uh, these companies in absolutely uh, with their products. Absolutely. So, um, and so uh, that is the news. Uh, and uh, I wanted to talk briefly about beta this week. I don't. You don't dabble in beta at all, right? You you're not a big beta guy. As I far as, uh, need my phone too much. You know, it's just, it's one of the, we're not like, not, not like Warren where uh, he, he, uh, right. <laughs> he, he has to have the latest and greatest and he lives on the edge of, uh, of, of everything here. So, I, I did. Yeah. Um, I did that one year and I had such, uh, just an, a, a really rough experience that as much fun as it was, yeah. it wasn't worth the downsides. Aggravation. Yeah. yeah. A lot of aggravation. Yeah. So 
Well, I happen to have extra devices, so that's what I do and <laughs> install them on those so devices. Jealous. But, so uh, jealous. A beta, beta 4, I think, is the latest version out there now. And uh, well, believe me, we're, as, as it gets closer, we're going to talk a lot more about iOS 14, iPad OS 14, and all the other updates uh, as they come out. And uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. On that, what, uh, what are you, you thinking know, about the beta is. so far? So far, not bad. I mean, I, I don't play with it enough because it's a secondary device. And that's the thing. You want it, you technically really, you should have it on your primary device because that's the device you use all mm-hmm. the time. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to carry around two phones with me all the time. So I just have it on that phone as a as iPhone as a, as a way so I, I can go back and look at it. It's like, oh, oh yeah, this this is, uh, this is pretty cool. Um, so um, I, I like the app, the app library. I like a lot of the new features that iOS 14 has. So, but uh, yeah, we could. We'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely be talking a lot more about that as as uh, as it comes out. I'm excited. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so next topic was uh, I had talked about this in the show a couple weeks ago. Now it might have been a month ago. Uh, Setapp. Setapp is a is a subscription service. Are you a Setapp subscriber? I'm not a Setapp. No, okay. I'm not. Okay. Are you familiar? I am with familiar it? with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and they they. At the last count, uh, in fact, this is an article from our my friends at Tidbits. Uh, Adam Anks actually wrote this story. Uh, uh, he uh, he said at last count, he uh, set up is now up to 193 apps that are available on the service. Um, but uh, the huge news was the fact that you can now be able to buy, uh, not buy, you'll get set up offers the app for you, but now it's also available in iOS. So what they've they, what they've done is that they're offering. Um, uh, so far, eight apps: uh, To Do, Gemini, MindNode, uh, Ulysses, which is a you know, is is like a writing app, and then you can uh, a task uh, task heat, uh, heat that's which uh, plan path of any of your goals. So it's like kind of like uh, flow charting mm-hmm. and uh, so much more. Uh, and the the cool thing is, it's a one flat rate subscription. You pay like I think like nine ninety nine per month fee. Um, and they were giving it up to two devices, so but there had been some some um, debate whether or not uh, it's worth it because it depends on all the apps that are on there. But I I find it invaluable. There's so many apps that, that I use. Uh, one of them specifically I use for you know keeping track about the news stories every week is uh, is uh, News Explorer, uh, which is a great app to it's a, it's a news aggregator. Um, and there's um, uh, a couple others I hear. A bartender it takes control of your of your uh, menu uh, bar icons. Uh, short menu, which is really cool. They have access. I use this all the time for to do short short URLs. You just copy paste and it goes. You know, by using Bitly or J.MP or any some of those a lot of those other services. So, uh, but the cool thing is, um, it's it is a you you are able to get these iOS apps. Now it is a little interesting. Is you you, you kind of wonder about. Uh, the fact that is this violating Apple's uh, App Store uh, policies? But I guess it turns out it's not. Um, and, and you know, if you read through the article here, it is, and it, it really you go through the details here. You know, they say you must you must use in-app purchase, which they're not doing. They're going around that because they're they're you're not supposed to use QR codes to scan things. Well, well, that's what you're doing to get the get the app uh, on the device. Uh, and how, and that's also how you're getting the license to say, Hey, this is, this app is part of set app. Uh, because, uh, like an app like Ulysses, uh, is, uh, is, is an app that you, uh, uh, have to pay an extra fee for in, in app subscription. So if you had already done that in the app store that you could cause some conflicts here, but so there's a set app license and there's the, you know, app store license. So, but, uh, I guess there's there's way they're 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 fine with it and and uh, setup statement was that they'll never they would never put their vendors at risk and they got full blessing from Apple to go forward so that's all they got to yeah. say and it's working. I, I'm so, I'm surprised by it to be totally honest because to your point I mean it it seems to be it seems to be to go against the policy and the way they've set up the App Store and and the whole you know, gar- walled garden system of, you know, particularly your iOS devices, I, you know, yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see what it, if it has legs um, because. Oh, it does. Trust me. There's a lot of, a lot of uh, traction right now. A lot of people are uh, real excited about it. Our friend, our friend, Bob Fairbairn, who's been on the show and part of our Apple user group, uh, he, he already texted me this morning and because every time he sees something cool, he sends me a text and he said, uh, Oh my God, this is so cool. I was like, yeah, dude, I've been beta testing. I said, you're the one that does beta testing all the time, my friend. 
Uh, so, um, uh, so if he's excited about it, you know, it's going to be kind of cool. Uh, and, uh, so I think it's going to, it's going to be something pretty, pretty special. And, and, and I, I, I'm pretty impressed with setup. I, I like that. I've always, I've always enjoyed the, uh, uh, the bundles. Cause you know, they would sell those bundles oh, for yeah. like, Oh, you can get these 12, 12 or 15 apps for 20 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever it is. Uh, well, setup is, 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 you know, is bringing these 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 developers in place and to get people interested in their apps and, and I, I don't hear them complaining about it because uh, you know it's got to be pretty similar to what they're making uh, in with the with uh, the App Store uh, whether it be the Mac App Store or the iOS Store uh, with Apple so uh, so it's going to be definitely interesting to see. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm going to be interested to see if this sets precedent for future apps. You know what this is going to mean for for the future of new applications coming on, will they be going through like a set app scenario or will they be going through a traditional, yeah. you know, the traditional app store model? I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And, and again, you know, this sort of like comes, this, this going coming out of, out of a conversation about subscription fatigue, you know, right. does this play into that? I, I and it, it's going to be interesting. And, um, you know, I, I am all for the idea. And I, I think that, you know, I, I am familiar with, I'm oh, sorry. I'm familiar with this from the, Mac perspective. And I, I right. just think from the iOS perspective, it's a little bit different, but it, it could very well go that way, you know? So, and if it's working and if okay. it's working and keeps really well done applications and developers engaged, I'm all for it. Yeah. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to track these other developers mm-hmm. who are willing to have their apps in mm-hmm. set up because not all those big apps, uh, like iMazing, which is a very popular uh, app that uh, allows you to back up your iPhone and sync everything and be able to extract uh, messages and, and your voicemails, all that stuff. They opted out of that app and now they, they're on their own and they're also charging a lot more for right. it too. So they're obviously making some money for it. So, and they saw that didn't find as much value to set up as others did, but no, it'll be exciting. Um, other topic I want to touch upon, um, Fortnite. I don't know if you're, if you've ever played Fortnite before, it's a, it's a fantasy game. Uh, again, I'm not a gamer, so I can't give, give you exact, uh, uh, what they what what it does, but it's 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 a lot of venture, a lot of uh, killings, slashings, it, it, <laughs> all that stuff. It is, uh, it's it's incredibly addictive, you know. And I think you know that's why I I specifically stay away from it now right. because it is you know you will you will yeah. literally lose time <laughs> playing that game. You'll look up and three days have yeah. gone by and you need to shave and you just got past level one. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great game, but, uh, it's, it's, it's dangerously addictive. It's phenomenally popular. Um, so Epic games is the company who owns them. Um, and, uh, Apple, uh, once Epic decided to create a direct payment method on iOS, Apple said, uh, uh-uh, you're violating the app store policy. Well, that's what we're doing. So what Apple do, they pulled the, pulled the app out of the app store. So then now you're also you're, you're also talking about uh, the debate of Apple takes thirty percent and 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 that debate's been going on. We've talked about this before on the show. Is this is that a lot? It's I mean I I think it's it's fair. I think it's you know you just you just base it on hey App, Apple's is the gorilla in the room. I mean they 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 have they have what people want and the people are willing to just be there and. And let them take that piece and 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 be fine with it, and and it is never generally not a big issue. Um, but uh, now they want direct payment. They're wanting to do direct payments. Well, uh, Apple's not going to allow it. So now, of course, they're 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 working with Apple to res- resolve the the violations. But I don't think it's going to happen, and they're not going to get any special arrangements. Um, uh, even the Hey app, you know, the Hey Mail email app that was big that started the controversy, uh, who ended up working around it anyway because they're now they know they can't they can't do it uh so they but they got back into the app store um so we'll see what happens there i mean they say they're going to sue apple i don't think they're going to have any feet to to, uh, stand on here uh funny that as i got this article i i I come across and they've also been removed from the google play store for android so similar types of complaints there so uh what what do you think of this uh, this whole crazy thing well, I mean, I think that I, I understand Fortnite's position, but at the end of the day, Apple provides the playing field to play in. At the at the end of the day, you know, right. and and I don't think what they're asking for is unrealistic. There is precedent for the agency model and their percentages. They haven't increased their percentages. They've been 
In fact, they've lowered them in many, many cases, particularly with subscription models. So I think that, you know, I don't think that Apple's asking for anything that is unreasonable given their market share. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're probably going to pay more marketing and growing the platform and your game on your own than just paying the 30% anyway. I mean, you know, you know, I think the thing that worries me about this is, and and this is probably more true for books than anything else. I mean, so for example, if I want to read a Kindle book on my, my phone, I have to go literally all the way out into Amazon separately, create a whole new transaction to buy that book. That is incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, first world problem, you know, uh, going back out to the web like an animal, but, um, <laughs> but, but it does take you out of the experience, you know, and, and I would much, I would much rather not have that. And it, it just creates more friction. And I, you know, I don't know if Fortnite has enough of a, of a, of a handhold on their, on their fans and their players to be able to do this. And I don't know what they're going to do without yeah. that platform. Again, well. it's too many hands, too many Apple devices and too many people's hands. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, next topic, we I wanted to talk to you a little bit about podcasting. I know you and I have had some exciting conversations, and I know you were pretty psyched when I I, I invited you on the show here. Uh, the uh, you started up a podcast not very not too long ago. You guys are what are you guys on now? By episode ten now by we, this point? Or yeah, more, yeah, now? we have uh, episode ten is uh, uploading next week. So it's it's real exciting. Oh, boy, boy, I I I can't through <laughs> pull that number out of left field. I didn't even know the number. So that's great. Um, and so everybody knows what I've been doing here. So it's um, exciting to hear what you, what your take is on the podcasting uh, setup. And really, uh, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are as far as how people consume your i uh, um your 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 podcast. So first of all, first of all, tell everybody what the name your podcast is and. Well, uh, and I, I think we said it earlier in the show, but I, you know, let's, let's uh, make sure you get sure. Uh, No, absolutely. It. I appreciate it. Yeah. The podcast is called Diabetic Savvy and it's, it's a show that uh, talks about the most uh, interesting, inspiring and unique stories impacting the diabetic community uh, worldwide. I mean, we've done stories on um, how uh, they're in they're in, hi, they're making a hybrid insulin from snail venom in order to um, to inc- make a faster acting mm-hmm. insulin for diabetics and you know so just really unique stories that are that could have a dramatic effect on the community um, you know our podcast is some somewhat specialized you know but there's a huge yeah. amount there's there's a huge community in, in the world and I think that you know our goal is to try and be a an outlet for proactive diabetic conversation. That's not medically based. That's not like going to the doctor's office. And that's really kind of the idea. I I host it with my co-host Stacy, who is a um, registered dietitian. Uh, We've been working together and known each other for 10 years. So we have a really good take on, on, uh, on the community and on the, on the needs. So, and we have a lot of fun doing it. That's just, it's just an absolute blast. So. So we were, so reason I I, want to put a little bit of a spin on mobile. Um, I've, I've talked about this many times before all, all the ways you can consume and a, a, uh, uh, a actual podcast, uh, with all the different podcast catchers out there, whether it be pocket cast, downcast, overcast. And I mean, honestly, uh, overcast is probably one of the most popular ways of, of people listening to this podcast, uh, uh other than uh, Apple podcasts. So, um, have you looked at some of this stuff yet? And, and we've, you and I have talked about it um, uh, and, and kind of the way people consume podcasts. Correct. Yes. We are uh, speaking for my own podcast. We're on every directory right now, except for Pandora. And I don't know what the holdout is there, but <laughs> um, well, you're at least on Pandora. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on, at least I don't think I'm on Pandora. I haven't tried no, well, no, I'm not yet. That's the point. We've been trying to get on there for months or for weeks and it's just, yeah, it, that's pretty tough. I, mean, to get I don't, I don't understand why, but um, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but I will tell you the, the two most popular directories that we're on is Apple podcasts and Spotify. Um, right. And what I know, yep, Spotify. what yep. I am really interested about though, is that we have a number of listeners who are listening on their watch though, which is just, which blows me away. That's it's so interesting. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's real, yeah. it's real exciting in- information. And uh, um, yeah, there's, there's an app called outcast that that's probably what they're using or they're downloading it with the Apple podcast right. app onto their watch. So you, cause you have a dedicated, uh, um, uh, 
podcasting app on your Apple Watch called Outcast that you just you, it, it's installed on your iPhone, but all the all the podcasts get up, uploaded right into your Apple Watch, and then yeah, you get your AirPods, and then you can go for a run, and then you can you don't even have to have your phone; you can listen to it on your iPad, on your on your it's, Apple It's it's incredibly exciting. I th- I think that you know it's it, it's a statement to not only where the watch is going, but what you can do with it is yeah. it's it's really it, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm, I'm I'm so thrilled to be everywhere or virtually everywhere now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and I'm like, I'm excited for you. Cause it was, it was new for me and uh, just, just doing this now is, 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 is a, is a labor of love because uh, there's a lot of labor involved right. as you can, as, you, as you're starting to find out with the, uh, we would just, just experience it now with the, you have dropping off and I will have to do a bit, a little extra work of editing the podcast, but that's, that's, uh, that's, that's part of the, that's part of how it all goes here, especially when when we have to do these things remotely. So, uh, but no, it's it's great to hear that you're that you're enjoying it, and uh, uh, and 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 uh, I'm super stoked to how people consume it. You know, and and it's, that's why I do the show because um, you know the iPhone is 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 going to be your primary way of you doing most of your life. It's just amazing that you the little device that you have in your pocket, this iPhone, it, 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 compared to what we used. 10 or 15 years ago with the mobile devices that we had, um, it basically can do everything well, <laughs> for the most part. Let me ask you something as, as more of a veteran podcaster and congratulations on celebrating your hundredth. I think you're up to a, a 111 oh, now, you know, thanks. so that's just, that's yeah. what, a, what an awesome milestone. You know, I think it would be really interesting to me as a, as a younger podcaster to hear what you've seen change from your first episode to your 111th. And, you know, where is that experience telling you it's going? Because I see nothing but this expanding. I mean, this is as big as blogging was a few yeah. years ago. So I'd love to get your perspective. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not, a, I don't have a ton of, I don't have a ton of um, downloads, but, uh, and, and, that, and that we're not here to talk about the, 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 uh, uh, the business and process of podcasts, but um, I could just tell you that I've seen as far as mobility goes and how people are listening. I, I it, it it's definitely they're definitely consumed on their iPhones. I think that's the number one place that they're consuming uh, uh, podcasts mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the iPad is up there too, but you, you look at numbers too. You also are going to see people are consuming consuming them in their browser. You, you know, maybe someone will go into a browser on on their iPhone and play play it through the player that we have on our websites because uh, you see that a lot of that going on. Um, and uh, so. That that uh, as it's as it's evolved, I think yeah, the apps have gotten more robust. I mean, the Apple Podcasts app has gotten a lot more popular than ever than it ever was before because I mean, Apple just kind of shoved aside podcasts you know, in the mobile world, and they said, "Yeah, this this is this is nothing." But now they see, hmm, this is this is something we really need to pay attention to because, in fact, I didn't even mention this. Uh, um, Amazon's getting into the podcasting mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. world. You're, I don't know if you if you received the email from them yet, but uh, uh, they they did a survey and you're gonna you can get your podcast listed on Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, and uh, through Audible. So I mean they're uh, so now they're jumping into the podcast business. So that just tell that is just telling you how how big it really has become, and mobility wise, it, it's 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 going to just continue to be something fun fun and easy to to listen to. Uh, I mean. I, I listen to it on my bedside a lot of times. I just would throw my iPhone in, into its charger and have my my uh, uh, my blinders headset I have it covers my eyes and I just listen to a podcast and uh, and most of the time fall asleep within minutes. So, <laughs> you, you know, I, I think I think you're right. I think you you know you've got to be mobile. You mobile first at, everywhere. You know, and I think at the end of the day because you know it's yeah. just that the whole world's changing, and and I think. You know, I, I've been I've been working on an, an article for the website, you know, about you know the some positive things coming out of this pandemic, and and interestingly enough, podcasting yeah. really has been one of those things because I think it 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 has so many great elements to it. As as a listener, right. I can be yeah. really deliberate about what I want to listen to, who I want to listen to, right? I can I can tune out all out all the other noise, and if it's relevant, you'll get my ears, you know. And I think so. I think there's I, yep. I think. It's that kind of control that's going to give everything that podcasters are doing, and 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 it's great for the listeners to really be able to sort of filter out what they do and don't want to listen to. And and again, it being mobile and and being everywhere, I think is just so incredibly exciting. I'm just I'm so excited about where it's going. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great stuff. 
Yep, and that uh, that that will move on from that topic to uh, go into some tips before we wrap up the show here this week. Uh, I've got uh, three tips I'd like to touch upon. Um, uh, the first one is how do you tell how much storage you have on your on uh, that's sucking up all that storage from podcasts and TV shows? We're just talking about that because um, uh, you download a lot of these podcasts, and if you want them downloaded and you want to be able to listen to them, let's say if you're on a plane or if you don't want it to take up any of your bandwidth. Uh, uh, you might be, be paying for uh, those very few people who don't have uh, unlimited data these these days, which I'd be surprised to find. Uh, uh, but how can how can you tell how much is uh, your podcasts and TV apps are showing? So the way to do that is you actually go into the settings app and you go under general, and then you go into iPhone storage, uh, and then of course that brings up all the things that are that are on your device and what's taking up your space. You can scroll down to the podcast app or the, and in fact, we're also talking about the TV app as well, and then tap that. So if you go to podcasts, it'll actually show the list of podcasts that are there and whatever are downloaded. And if they're there, you can, um, uh, you can see what's taking up that space and, and you, you can remove them accordingly uh, by going into the app and doing that. The same thing applies for the, the TV app. Uh, the, a lot of times, either iPad or iPhone for that matter. You can go in and uh, see what the what content was downloaded, and it's pretty common on an iPad. You're going to do it because you want, because you if you, especially if you're traveling on a plane, uh, that uh, you want to be able to watch a movie because um, those movies can be pretty big. Oh, yeah, uh, on, on, on multiple iPads, gigabytes. Uh, yes, two two gigs easy. So, um, uh, any thoughts on that? Oh, I I think I think knowing how to do this is one of the you know, this and managing your notifications are probably the two biggest things that you want to know about on your device, because you just have no idea how much space can be taken up by all these shows. And and I think the important thing is even if you listen to it, doesn't necessarily mean it will be automatically deleted. And, and, you know, so you have to know how to, you know, cause it'll sneak up on you. So especially with those movies and with all the services like Netflix and Apple TV plus allowing you to download those very, rich, high content, high def episodes and TV right. shows, they will take up a lot of space. So huge, huge, huge Absolutely. tip. I, yeah. Great, great tip. Great tip. Yeah. So uh, uh, just uh, just go in there and check the rest of your storage too, because you might be something else that's taking up space that uh, kicks you too. So uh, next one I want to talk about a little bit is uh, how do you move a note uh, into a folder in the notes app? And I'm a big user of the notes app. You use a notes app I a do. lot? Like, uh, I, I do. do. I'm terrible yeah. about putting them into folders, but I do, I do. Yeah, I am too. I do use the notes app every day. Yeah. So if you, uh, how you actually go and organize uh, notes to, to organize them in a folder, um, well, what you do is you open up the, the notes app and if you need to, you can go up to the left arrow and return to the main screen, uh, which will have the folders highlighted in bold. And it also depends on your settings. So then what you do is just tap into the main folder, such as all iCloud or you might have a note or subfolder. Um, and then uh, you can tap the three dots that are up in the upper right corner and, uh, and, and then uh, tap and select those notes because you can check them off in the circles, just like a check, like you're like, if you've got a to-do list with the check boxes and uh, then you can just tap the folder that you, you want to put it in, or you can create a new folder and then you just move them right into a folder. And, and, uh, away you go and are much more organized because th- they just added this, I believe in, in iOS 13, they've really, they made some mass improvements in iOS 13, uh, with this, uh, because it was, I mean, I had notes everywhere <laughs> as like you said, you just, you just can't find them anywhere. Um, so, uh, this is a really good uh, tip to, to, to understand how to, uh, to move your folders. If it's any indication how much I use this app, I have notes dating back literally to 2012. Yeah. Not surprised I me mean, too. You know, <laughs> I probably and I'm like not that far back, but but yeah. far enough. <laughs> and, and 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 good luck finding them if you don't search for them. So yeah, this is a, yeah, learning putting them into folders. I think is something I've I've got to get better at. But uh, it, it's incredibly yeah. good to know, and it's one of those features I think that a lot of people don't know about how robust the app is because, again, there's been so many features added over the years that it's just gotten better and better. It's it's and that's great great app. Then my last uh, my last tip here is about uh, the Apple Watch. You know. There's been times I've seen my Apple Watch go through and and uh, an app would just freeze up for some reason. Uh, and way you can do that is you actually can force quit uh, an, an app here. And uh, what you can do is you can press and hold the side button until the power off slider appears. And then when the power off slider appears, then just uh, press the side button and then it brings it back to the menu and it should, it should clear it up. Um, and you also could uh, then press the 
digital crown until the app closes and then it'll, then it'll return you to the home screen. Now, other thing you could do is, and I do this from time to time, the Apple Watch sometimes can get all messed up. Uh, I don't know if you knew that there's a way to actually do a hard reset. And the way you do it is you hold in the side button and the digital crown home button at the same time and just keep holding it, keep holding it, keep holding it until all of a sudden the Apple logo shows up. Similar to what you do on the on the, on the the iPhone uh, where you do the volume up, volume down, then hold the power button in to do a hard reset for there. Well, that's how you do it on the Apple Watch too. Good stuff. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've come across any 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 issues with uh uh with uh having a a frozen Apple Watch before. Uh, I have and I, I'm gonna admit a, a dirty little secret here. I have one arcade style game on my on my yeah. watch and I, I love on the, Apple, on the watch? Apple Watch. I love the game. It is it's called uh hold on, what is it called? It's called Space Something. Well, that should be your app. App uh, your yeah, app. It's, oh, it's totally going to be app pick. And it, it 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 it's a combination of. Now, see, I'm going to go old school here. It's a combination of Tetris and Galaga. Yeah. And it's this. And it, okay. it's a, it's a shooter game. And uh, it, but it, it it takes a lot of takes a lot of processor speed, especially on the Apple Watch. Oh my watch. god, yeah. It it but it's a great little game that you can just literally stand in line or something if you're waiting and just shoot away. And uh, but it does once in a while cause the watch to crash. So. Um, Knowing these these two tips are critical because there are some rather intense apps uh, available for the Apple Watch, and you could find yourself in the situation. So you don't want to go without it too long. Well, make sure we go. Make sure we get that in the show notes. What's your app? That was your app pick. Uh, to remember what yeah, the absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. We'll get, we'll get it in the show notes for uh, for everybody so you can uh, take a listen. And uh, anything else you wanted to bring up uh, before we wrap things up here? Is, did you have any uh, other thoughts with the, your iPhone, iPad, iOS, uh, Apple TV? And- I am. Um, you know, here's what I will say. I am incredibly excited about the new iMacs because I have a new iMac coming next week. I'm so jazzed. Oh, um, exciting. Um, okay. Hence the the unfortunate shutdown of tonight because it's this this baby is a little bit long in the tooth. And I and I will tell you that uh, by the way, keeping the original box does actually add to the value resale value of your Macs and so and your iPhone devices. So, okay. um, and you can actually sell the empty boxes on eBay. Believe it or not, I just found that out too. So, oh, uh, there's I mean, you could sell anything. It's it's, inc- it's incredible. Um, but I, but I, so I'm incredibly excited about a lot of the new devices that are coming out this year and um. And so, so there's that piece. And, and honestly, Dave, I just want to say, you know, thank you. know, if I don't get a chance to say, thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute blast. You know, you No, we, we, uh, we love to have you on the show here this week and, uh, uh, we'll we'll have a lot of fun continuing the weeks and, uh, I wish you all the luck with your, with your podcast. I'm, I'm so excited for you. And, uh, We'll be you and I will be talking a lot because we got uh, our suburban Chicago Apple users uh, meetings coming back in September, and we got some great uh, sessions there. If you, uh, we've got, got that link in the show, uh, in, on in my bio in the show notes, uh, myseau.org If you're interested in our, our group and uh, coming and seeing us, and we're doing things virtually, so you could you always could join us. You know, it's not like it's not just stuck to you know, of course it's in Chicago, so um, but. Uh, Anybody could uh, anybody could come to the to the meeting virtually, and it looks like virtual is going to be the way to go for quite a while yet. As far as I goes. don't think it's ever going away completely, and it's going to be bigger than it was before. Yeah. Certainly, you know, I think so. That that's exciting, and we've got some great great speakers and some great presentations coming. Yeah. Up. I'm real excited about the fall and the winter. So we got a lot coming up. Exciting. Yeah. So come see us, and I'm always talking about it. So uh, we'll we'll hope. Uh, Hope potentially see some. I'd be like to see a, a listener or two to come join us. So, uh, with that, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios, and you can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others, uh, even Spotify. And uh, if that, anyway, just go to our, our newly revised website at intouchwithios.com. All the links, all the ways to listen to us are there, as well as all the episodes. Anything you want to be able to do to listen to us is there. Uh, I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Uh, Davis, please tell people how they can find you. Easiest place to find me is at uh, DiabeticSavvy.com, our website, which houses everything from all of our recipe videos and podcasts and our blog posts. So that's the easiest place to find me. And I'm literally on all the social media at Diabetic Savvy as well. So look for the bald guy in the blue shirt. You'll find me. 
<laughs> Blue Shirt. That's right. And we'll have all the links in the in the notes. And uh, and uh, really appreciate you. I'm being so here. glad. So thrilled. Uh, and we really appreciate everybody that's listening with me here. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.